2: Peace, 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 and welcome to The Rematch, which is part of the basketballnews.com podcast network. On The Rematch, you'll hear in-depth interviews with notable names from all walks of life. Because sometimes the media just doesn't get it right. The Rematch is that second opportunity to clarify, put things in proper context, correct fake news or misreported controversy, the media still exists as the most powerful entity on earth because they control the minds of the masses. I'm Atan Thomas and the full truth is what we are aiming to catch. Many media stories omit details that would dilute their clickbait roar and that's why there's a need for the rematch. I sat down with Jacob Blake, who on August 23rd, 2020, the world witnessed Kenosha, Wisconsin police officer Rustin Shesky shoot him seven times in the back after he was breaking up a fight between two women. His three sons were in the car he was getting into when they shot him. We discussed how he is doing now health-wise two years later, how he was demonized in the media, how the officer was never held accountable and what it meant for him to see NBA players like LeBron James, Chris Paul, Giannis, George Hill, and the entire Milwaukee Bucks and the entire NBA actually go on strike for him. This was a very honest and open discussion about police brutality, police reform, and the way that we can move forward as a nation. Hope you enjoy. Mr. Jacob Blake, how are you doing, sir? Doing fine today. Well, you know, thank you for taking the time out to to do this interview, Um, you know, Basketball News and uh, Fly TV. There's so much I want to talk to you about. Um, But first, let me just ask you, how how are you feeling right now? Like, how are are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, Right
1: now, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm in a little pain. I had uh, therapy yesterday, so I'm usually down after that. But um I sat up all night praying, you know, that God uh, give me this opportunity to make this happen, you know, but I'm probably on a, at a level five right now, five, six. And, uh, usually I'm at a 10, you know, that's my average number.
2: So. Mm -hmm. So you've been, you've been in pain. Um, you say you're in pain normally. Um, you know, especially after rehab and I'll talk, cause I want, you know, a lot of people don't know, you know, everything that has transpired since, and we'll get to everything. We'll get to, you know, the details of what happened and, you know, the NBA reaction and, you know, everything else. But first I just, I just want to ask more about how, how you're feeling and what you, what, what is normal everyday life for you, um, now at this point? Um, well,
1: the initial surgery that I got, um, Which saved my life. I was told because I actually uh, I was paralyzed from the neck down. Mm. And there was a doctor who had a method that he could try. And, you know, of course, nothing is guaranteed at all. And um, one of the things was that I would be in pain for the rest of my life. Wow. And, um, you know, I don't remember this conversation this is one of the conversations I don't remember having. And, uh, of course I said, yes, to be honest, if I didn't have kids, I probably would have said no. And I would have died. Um, my, my spine, I think was would have crushed my vertebrae. So I had a set of screws in the bottom of my back, probably about Maybe bigger than my pinky, maybe longer than my pinky. They were pretty big. Um, So I actually got those removed back in December, December 20th. Um, I had spine surgery. They had to go in from the front, move my intestines to the side so that they could get to my spine from the front. So they put basically a cage around my spine, and they slipped like some disc in between it to support everything, and then they closed me up. They turned me over on my side, took the screws out, closed me back up, and they shaved um, some bone off of certain areas, like my uh, tailbone. Um, they they really fixed they fixed me up good. Like I'm a I've always been a firm believer in God and. Mm-hmm he He works a lot different than we think he does mm-hmm. he doesn't just make things happen like he sends angels he sends people he he will put that power inside of a doctor right to save a life you know um it's just weird but then uh, back get back to the surgery itself um when they close it up they close me up i'm good i healed um still in pain still this almost same amount of pain but without those screws at the bottom of my back it's not blocking the um the the, basically the wavelengths coming from the top of my um, spine coming down and they will hit the screws which would mm-hmm. basically expl- explode the pain. It would just explode and it would be ridiculous. Like I felt like I was going into a wood chipper. I felt like I've been on fire. Um, the pain is just excruciating. But when they took the screws out, it brought me down to maybe a, a seven average.
2: Uh-huh. And I was at a 10 before the surgery. Wow, wow. So, you know, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know where you are now. I mean, this, you know, it happened back in 2020. And people remember the talks around what the police did to you, the, you know, the NBA reaction, the sports world reaction, the debates and everything that got what happened after that, the trending topic. Mm-hmm. And then Um, people a lot of times don't know the follow-up and that's what I really want to do with this interview is talk about a lot of misconceptions. I've been watching these YouTube videos as I told you you know pretty much all morning and it's kind of frustrating looking at all those videos to be honest with you the different, different people weighing in, different people Demonizing, and, and we'll get to, we'll get to all of that. So let, let's let's start off. Let's start off at the beginning. Um, on on August twenty third, twenty twenty, the world witnessed um, Kenosha, Wisconsin police shoot you seven times in the back um, after you was breaking up a fight between two women. Uh, your three sons were in the car uh, you were getting into when they shot you, so they witnessed everything. And I, I saw, um, you know, I watched so many YouTube uh, videos, but I saw one where you were saying that you didn't want to be the next George Floyd. Um, and you kept saying it. Talk to me about, you know, what was going on in your mind, um, you know, and what you were thinking about as far as when you talked to your children. I saw one video where you, you said, I don't know if this is going to be the last things that I ever said to my children, you know, after you were shot, just, just talk to me a little bit about that if you could. Well, um,
1: when I was still in the car, I, uh, I just looked back and the look on their faces, it was just, um, you know, they were petrified. They've never seen me fight anybody. Um, so that was weird for them as well. And I, I mean, I wasn't fighting, but it looked like it from a child's perspective. Right. I never threw a punch, never kicked anybody, never pulled my knife out and swung it at anybody. Um, but I just, when, when I got, after I got shot, I just tried to tell him, you know, I love you. I love you so much. Daddy's going to be okay. Even though I felt like that was a lie. Um, at the end of the day, it wasn't because I'm OK, right. you know, and it, it, it sucks that they had to go through it. But I feel like it's going to make them even stronger than they
2: were or would have been without this happening. Wow. And, you know, and let me just say at any point during this interview, you feel like you're in pain. Like I really, you know, you, you said you're in pain all the time. Um, you say you're at a at a ten as far as pain level all the time. So, oh no, well
1: it, it's it's come down. If it hits a ten, it's after my therapy the day after. Okay. okay. Today is weird. I'm not in pain today, and I worked really right. hard okay. yesterday. I okay. Walked, um, I had a test. I had to walk for six minutes to see how far I could get. Uh, I made it pretty far.
0: <laughs> oh wow,
1: wow, pretty far. And it's okay. kind of funny because. Um, after the Kyle Rittenhouse case, uh-huh. um, I got an Instagram. So people were messi- messaging me on there and commenting on my pictures as well. They they would say something like, um, Kyle Rittenhouse walked, but Jacob Blake isn't. Right, right, right. I've been walking for the last three months. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, I use, yeah, I use a walker. Yes, I have um, braces on my legs. But, I mean, who is going to be able to walk after sitting down that long? I got to build the muscles back up in my legs. Right. You know, God could snap his fingers. He don't even have to snap his fingers. He could right. do that and just make me walk. But it's I feel like it's a journey that I need to take as well. Because um, if he did it just like that, me being human, I might not learn from certain things because it's not like I was this super bad guy and I got to go mm-hmm. through this pain. No, it's 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 a me and God thing. You know, it's between me and him. And right. um, I understand why I'm going through this and the things, the challenges that I have in front of me. I know why.
2: And well, uh, that's what Tony made him. Well, you know, it, let, let me, you, you say so much every time that you, that you, you're you speaking right now. Yeah, um, yeah I'm sorry. I, I no, 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 no. And I have to just go back. Cause I'm like, ah, I want to ask you about this. Hey, I want to ask you that. You said that you're, 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 you're walking now, but initially they thought that you were going to be paralyzed. Yeah. And that was the initial, I guess, prognosis from the from the doctors, the medical doctors all thought, you know, he's going to be paralyzed. Talk walk with me through that process. Pro, um, process when they tell you that, and where your mind is wrapping around that new proposed reality for you. Mm-hmm. Well, the
1: first time, <clears throat> excuse me, the first time that I was told that I was still in Milwaukee. Okay. I was um, still pretty drugged up, but the first time that I was told that it kind of triggered in my head, I was in Chicago. I had been transferred downtown Chicago to uh, Shirley Ryan. Speaking of them, shout out to them. Awesome place. Um, But one of my doctors, shout out to her. She unfortunately... Was paralyzed and had been paralyzed for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, when she told me, like, look, it's a chance that you might not walk, what well, she really said, she didn't say a chance. She said, basically, you're not going to be able to walk. Wow. Um, and f- hearing it from somebody that's in a wheelchair, it's kind of heavy. It hit. And all I could think about was my kids running around at the park with my kids and doing things that were taking them on a the walk. All of that is just shooting through my head. And I'm just like, no way. I I can't accept that.
0: Mm.
1: I couldn't accept it. I may not have told it to expressed it to them like, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not accepting that. But it was just like a, I couldn't. That was unacceptable to me. It, it sounded so unreal. Mm -hmm. that I couldn't walk and I got, I have three biological children and I have two children that look at me as their father. I have raised them from one from three months old and one from a newborn. So Mm -hmm. I got five little boys looking up to me. And now that this has happened, I have a lot of people that are looking up to me that say that they find, they can find like strength in me Mm -hmm. and I don't want to get into that part yet. Okay. <laughs> I keep doing it. But when they told me that I was not going to walk, it was just something I could not accept. Man. Right. Right. Nothing, I couldn't, I couldn't.
2: So there's so much, my mind is, oh, is going so many different directions. There's so much I want to ask you about. Um, but let's, let's, let's go back. Let's talk about, let's slow walk through, what actually happened? I'm looking at these videos, and different people are weighing in and talking about the legal ramifications, and you know what should have happened legally, um, what didn't happen, why they didn't choose to, you know, um, charge the officers, what case they should have made, all of that stuff. But so let's, but let's just let's just walk through what actually happened. Um, I heard the the 911 tape of um, someone calling the police. you you're you're barbecuing at your children's birthday party um so let's start right there and then just go from there well i was barbecuing for my son's
1: birthday of course but i was barbecuing at home i lived with them okay i had moved out that summer for a little while but that's a whole nother story for maybe like a month and a half i had uh moved out but so that was had, your home too, then. That was yeah, your I home. Just your... Recently moved back in. Yeah, I had been okay. there with her for almost three years, if okay. not uh, three years. Uh, exact. But um, yeah, so I was at home. I was barbecuing. You know, I had to be at work at eight o'clock uh, that night. But um, it was just, uh, it was like a regular day to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I had never in my wildest dreams. You know, I was running around doing what I needed to do. Took my son to Walmart, called my mom and my dad, you know, let them know let, let them know what I had planned for my son's birthday. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to the museum that day, which I ended up not doing because I'd spent so much time at Walmart. And then my baby mama had been at the car dealership. She had just got a, a new car that day because mm-hmm. our car was in the shop. So I had a rental. The rental that I had, I had for like a week and a couple of days. And I planned on getting it for another week. Okay. Um, but uh, it, it's so much to this story. Um, my son turned eight that day. Mm hmm. It's just like, people don't understand. You don't know when your number is going to get called. Mm -hmm. You know, it can happen at any moment. We go through life stressing about things that you don't, people don't know. Um, And it's crazy because about four years before this happened, I got shot Mm -hmm. at IHOP. In, in Evanston and you know I was, st- I was still living in Wisconsin at that time but the guy tried to shoot me seven times that day oh wow and, you know it's point blank range it's a whole nother story but that day I could have I could have died right you know and I feel like I didn't catch it you know I didn't catch what I caught this time I was able to sit down and study my bible and do things that i didn't do before because i just i had to
2: sit down i couldn't do nothing else but sit down now hold. let me stop you there you you said that twice so i i gotta ask you what do you mean by that you've referenced something that you you caught now or a lesson that you've learned or god had to get your you know what i mean attention to get you to understand what you because you said it like maybe two or three times already What, what do you mean by that um
1: i just because i'm always running mm-hmm. you know i've been a, a at home father at times and i've worked full time at times and i just either or i just never had time to sit down and study my okay. bible plus before this i did not believe in jesus christ so oh, okay. That was another reason why I didn't study my Bible as much because I felt like the New Testament had been, you know, just played with and manipulated, right. but I did not study. Me being allowed time to study because I, I don't have nothing else to do, really. Right. I'd sit around, listen to my Bible all day, listening to sermons all day. Not stop. So. Mm. I've caught things within the last two years that people probably don't realize through a 10-year period because you got to work, you got to do all the other things that you got to do and then you then you find time to sit down and most people don't choose to pick up a Bible at that time. You know, we might choose to have a beer, watch a movie, right. hang out with some friends, you know what I'm saying? But that's not what the case was this time. And I got you. I had you. to sit down. I had to no. pay attention because when I was laying on that pavement, there was absolutely nobody else I could call them on. So I called on God. Wow. And at that time, when I was on the pavement, I repented for my sins. And that's basically, you know, I meant my sins to, to the Lord. I'm, I'm, I apologize, you no. know, and for me to do that in the name of Jesus. I had to believe him enough, you know what I'm saying, for God to, you know, plus there was people praying.
2: People praying that prayer works. Mm -hmm. Prayer works, most definitely. Wow, wow. You know, it's interesting. I saw um, your interview with Good Morning America uh, with Michael Strahan, and that was, it was done maybe five months, I think they said, after the incident happened. And it was interesting, you know, because the first question um, he asked, or the first question they showed, because I know they edit and stuff like that. Yeah, they edited that quite they edited. crazy. I think I was there for an hour, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. They didn't yeah, show the hour. We're talking. Yeah. So, so, so the first question they showed, it was that he asked, it appears something to the effect that he asked if you resisted. You didn't resist. I resisted to getting beat on and, what I mean
1: by that is not falling, not letting them put their head on my neck. That's all I was thinking, honestly. This morning.
2: And I thought that was kind of interesting for the first, that to be the first question. I mean, it I was- mean that
1: was everybody's question. You know, I didn't resist though. <laughs> I had my hands up at, at one point. I got shot with by two different officers. You know, with the taser. They had a clear shot. I had my hands up. And that was their chance to arrest me. But they chose to shoot me with a taser instead. So they shot me. And I mean, I, who you don't just, if it don't work, it don't work. I'm not just going to fall because they shot me with it. But my human reaction was to pull it out. Felt like my eyeballs was going to fall out. You know, it's a really. Pull out the, pull out the
2: tasers. Yeah.
1: It's a very. Yeah. The, when you get shot with a taser, it's a, a funny. It's a ridiculously feeling, a feeling. I can't really explain. But right. my human reaction was to pull him out. Okay. And I pulled him out. And after, after that, I was put in the headlock. And it just. They were trying. I feel like they were trying to beat me down. They wanted to beat me down to make me submit before they arrested me because I was never given a chance. Why would I fight? I didn't even know I had a warrant out for my arrest. I just got back from Las Vegas.
2: But I'm, I'm still trying to, through all the videos that I've seen, I'm still trying to wrap my mind out of how it escalated from the point of them trying to just give you a command, whatever that command was, to them tasing you and you in a headlock and wrestling why why did it jump from there to there because in the videos you you can see the one video where you're standing there like this your hands are up and i i just don't understand how it went from one to the other so quickly i honestly
1: don't know either like it just happened things happen how they happen i don't know why i really can't explain that it wasn't like i was in my head I'm, i'm not going they're not taking me nowhere or something like that. No, no. But they, first, but they were the first point when because I was if I wanted if I knew I had a warrant out and I wanted to run I would have left. Right when she was making the phone the phone call I was already in the car.
2: Right, but I'm
1: like I'm not leaving my kids here. Why would I leave and not take them? Right, it's, it's about to be some bull crap. So I got back out the car. And that's when I walked into the house. I told my son was outside, One of my kids was outside on a bike. I told him, Bear, get in the car. I told him twice, but he looked at me. He could tell I was not playing. Get mm-hmm. in the car, Bear. Mm-hmm. We we're leaving. The car was already running, AC running. So he jumps in the car and I go inside, get my other son. He's already crying. I get him, tell him, like, you want to stay here or you want to come with me? I'll come with you. Cool. Pick him up. And on my way out, I grabbed my baby too, my my uh, three-year-old at the time. He had just turned three. Mm-hmm. And his mom didn't want me to take him because he was asleep. She was just like, you know, she tried, tried to wrestle with me, tried to fight with me to take him, but I didn't fight. I'm just like, take him. You know what? He's asleep, you're right, take him. He can stay okay. here. Okay. You know, I didn't argue. I'm happy I didn't. So she took him from me and put him back on the couch. Okay. And that's when I took, uh, you know, I walked out, put my son in the car. Everybody thinks I had three of them, and I'm happy I didn't because a bullet flew through towards the back seat. Oh, wow. Yeah, forensics ain't, didn't tell anybody that because it would have made them look even worse with a bullet flying towards the back seat. I mean, it, we all know bullets rico- right. ricochet. Right. Um, so that was a blessing. But As soon as I put him in the car, the police were already there. I walked out my house, looked at them, put my son in the car. As soon as I closed the door, my hand wasn't even off the handle. I felt the arm grab me. Without looking, I snatched my arm away, thinking it was my baby mama. You know, get off me. As soon as I did that, it was like go time. I was instantly pushed from the back seat pinned up against my car in between the uh, rear view mirror and I'm holding on to the car. I'm just like, "What? Is, asking them, what is, what is, what is going on? What is your problem? He's right. just yelling, everybody's yelling, get, get, you know, they, they did not try to arrest me. Dude instantly got on bull. Um, I know that the things that were said, on the 911 call, probably made him hyped up. Or, oh, I'm gonna go kick this guy's butt, he's a sexual offender, and this and that. He's got a warrant out, so they came on business.
2: But, but okay, let me, let, me, let me stop. Let's stop there. So, so, but before the initial call was simply because it was like, okay, he, he has our keys, he's not giving back my rental car, something of that effect. Um, you know, can we? He doesn't need to leave the party to take the kids, something like that. And so it'll sound like a domestic dispute, yeah. Right? So, going to a domestic dispute, I'm trying to understand what was the need for all of that that they did for a domestic dispute. No weapons, there was was no fooled. need. There was no, no need
1: because she's we've been together 10 years, I've been knowing her for 15 years, pretty much since I was a freshman in high school unfortunately through the 10 years of our relationship she's called the police on me plenty of times which they have told you uh, the public every time it was because she was trying to take some guard keys um that should have been somewhere in the system where they could have seen that um because they've come to my house plenty of times and is the the problem has been revol- uh resolved without any type of violence right They've even come Kenosha has even come within the last uh three years before this happened. They have come to my house and asked her to leave.
0: Oh, uh, gotcha. They didn't
1: let that be known. They didn't that tell them the system somewhere. Uh. Um, to be honest, before this happened, you know, I don't love the police, you know, or nothing, but I kind of I was just telling my mom, like, you know, I think Kenosha police they, they might be good cops. I've been mm. out here for Almost three years, I've never been stopped. Right. Never been harassed. Well, I got harassed one time, but it wasn't that bad. You know, a, guy mm-hmm. walked, a cop walked up to me. I was sitting in my brand new car. He was just like, yo, let me see your ID. You know what I'm saying? I was saying? Right. What? I closed my door. Tried to close my door. He swung it back open. When he did that, I'm just like, it's about to be some bull crap. Let me just right. show him my ID. Right.
2: And he's
1: like, yeah, you look like somebody familiar. We looking for somebody. I'm just like, man, I'm not from out here. You know, yeah. what I'm saying, I'm talking to him as I'm getting my ID out. You know, I'm not from out here. Woo, woo, woo. He's just like, man, I just want to check. So I give him my ID. He looks at the ID. He's like, nope, it's not you.
2: And that was it. But that—that's regular stuff, unfortunately. That every black man has gone through yeah. with the police. But, yeah, just, but that's nothing. Regular. And that's but, mild. That's mild. right. Right. You know what I'm saying. So 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 so. I don't, and I don't want to say this, so just tell me if I don't need to say this or anything like that. But I don't understand why your baby mother's called the police. That I'll just say it like that. Um, that part in itself, you know, there was no danger. There was no gun. There was no weapon. There was no violence. There was no anything like that. And the way that the police react is as if all of that is present. Right. Every time that police are called in a situation. So it's kind of like calling the police, you know that that's how they respond. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I, I, it's.
1: There was no arguing going on or anything when they arrived. My baby mom was talking to them, the neighbors had calmed down. Of course, because the police is there. There's not many times that the police arrive and people are still trying to fight. It happens sometimes, but this wasn't the case. The scene was calm. She was talking to him. It wasn't like everybody was trying to plead their case at the same time. The, the ruckus began when they got there.
2: When they got there, right. You know,
1: you know what I'm saying? They're supposed to be peace officers. Yeah. When They, they came and escalated everything. Took it to Mm -hmm. a a level that it didn't need to be at. If he would have came and told me, look, Jacob, you have a warrant. We got to take you. I would have said, what the? Right. I have a warrant for. Can I just hug my son? Today is his birthday. Can I at least hug him and tell him I'll be back? Because (laughs) the warrant, I think, was like $500 at the end of the day when she told me. She was like, $500 warrant. So I got paralyzed for a $500 warrant. Wow. They say it was a high risk warrant. When I just got back from Las Vegas, got stopped by some cops out there. They ran my name. Let me keep going. And honestly, after that, I was like, okay, she took care of it. Thank you. And especially me getting on a plane, I was like, there's no way. Wow. I went to Vegas like, I think July 22nd and they mm -hmm. say that Warren was out July 2nd or something like that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, before this happened, I was, um, I was working, doing armed security. Right. The background check was done at the end of June and, um, of course, the warrant wasn't. It wasn't put out, and everything, so I didn't know. But um, yeah, I was work working, carrying a gun at work every night.
2: Yeah, you know, it, 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 I saw I saw your expression when I talked. To, I referenced the Good Morning America interview with Michael Strahan, um, and I know they edit things out. But yeah, wouldn't have been helpful for them to include some of the things that you just it said. It would have
1: been very helpful. <laughs> It would have been very helpful. Did did you
2: say that? Did you explain some of this to them? Because they, I didn't hear any of
1: that. I told them them so much, and they weren't going to air that because that's not what the people want. What they think the people want to hear. Wow. So, the way that the media gets down. I mean, we know it's movies out here. There's there's a very good movie on Netflix. I don't know the name of it, but it tells the story of how this news reporter just lied to get a big story, ended up getting the guy's name dragged through the mud. And then when it was found out that she lied, she was then dr- got drugged through the mud. Oh, the I don't know movie you're talking about.
2: That's with uh, Jennifer Aniston and then uh, Steve Carell. And um, they're like in the, in the media. I know what you're talking about. It's
1: a, it's a TV series, right? Yeah, a TV you series. Know, I saw that. That's actually
2: bomber. a good show. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was really good. And, Real good show. So you know, after watching that, I, you know, I already knew, but I'm just like, yeah, that's how they get done. That's now. how they do. You know, it's it's.
2: Come on, stories. Why certain not?
1: stories pay.
2: You know, when I I talked to you before, you told me, you know, when uh, okay, the the Good Morning America interview, he's saying, you know, Michael Strahan is saying to you, well, if if the police. Come up to me and tell me to stop. Um, you know, I'm just gonna stop. Like he 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 said something to that effect, and it looked like he was about to say something, and then it cut you off. So when I'm talking to you before, I you know I did the follow up with what were you about to say at that point? Well, back now, then, you know, I couldn't. There's certain things I couldn't say. Okay, I got you. It was a lot. Well, of tell tell the say. story of why you were going back into your car you know what I mean, with your children. Because that's the well, part that they cut it. out. Well, I
1: wanted to get in the car because that's where I felt like I could be safe. And I wanted to console my children. Like, they're watching their dad get beat up. They've never seen their dad get beat up, jumped, or anything. Like I mm-hmm. said, they never seen me fight anybody. You know what I'm saying? Um right. But the knife, and people were like, oh, how's the knife going to be sentimental? I still got the case for it. it. It was a knife that I could, like, pull out of the case and it, instantly open up. I got it from one of my partners that was working with the company with me. Um, He was a white guy. His name was Jake, Jacob. And, you know, we clicked hard. He came to work one day like, I got something for you. He gave me the knife. It was special to me. I don't get, people don't give me stuff like that.
0: Mm. Never
1: been the type, you know, I haven't had a birthday party since I was 11. You know, Right. It's and you know it's nothing that I'm hinder. It's not hindering me. But when people give me things, it's special. Right. So the knife fell out of my pocket at some point, and I seen it. So I picked it up. After they let me go, I don't. They let me go, whatever reason. I don't. I'm not sure why. But when they let me go, I got my knife. I picked it up, and I was trying to close it. On the video, you can kind of see me slap it against my my hip. I was trying to close it, it wasn't closed. So when I came around the car door, I opened the car door, I go to throw the knife in. You can see me going forward. Mm-hmm. If I would have came around my, my side trying to cut him, I would have sliced my whole entire side. Open. It was a curved knife like this. It's not a knife you could stab somebody with.
0: Okay. It was
1: very sharp and brand new. So if I would have came across him like that, I would have sliced my whole side open.
2: Oh, I got you.
1: I was throwing the knife in the car. I didn't want them to take it because I'm like, if I, if they, if they pat me down, I got this in my pocket. They're gonna take it. They're not gonna give it back. So I tried to throw it in my car. And you know, I, I didn't know he was behind me. Right. I didn't know he was behind me with a gun because I would have stopped. there was everybody screaming people just screaming at the top of their lungs I didn't hear it right. they always want to say oh they're they they get nervous when people are screaming well what about me right <laughs> you know right. and one of their excuses is always the excuse when they shoot somebody especially if it's somebody that's unarmed and especially if it's an unarmed black man. They claim that they fear for their life. Right. First of all, you are a police officer. Mm-hmm. You signed up for this. Why are you in fear? Why did, mm-hmm. If I call 911, I don't want you to send somebody that's going to be afraid. Right. How are you afraid? But you're a police officer. I work armed security. I, wasn't, I was making some change. But I signed up for this job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure these people come here have fun, and make it home safe. At least make it out of my bar safe. And if somebody was ever too drunk, you're not You're not leaving here like this, especially if you're by yourself. We're mm-hmm. calling you Uber. And the reason why is because the bar can get fined. Yeah, I'm not getting fined, but one of my jobs is to protect the people in this bar. So for, them, for a police officer, and even Kyle Rittenhouse, he was able to say, I fear for my life. Why are you? If you came out here, so-called, trying to be security and and help, why? And you're afraid? You got the gun.
2: He has an you got AR-15,
1: big gun.
0: Yeah.
1: Are you afraid?
2: Yeah.
1: I wasn't afraid. I hug my kids each and every night. They knew what my job was. They loved
2: it. Well, take 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 your time. Um, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, no, no, take your time. You know, it's, it's, it's just tough seeing where you are and, and what you're dealing with now and knowing that it all could have been avoided. Like, this did not have to happen. You know, I so I, I, wrote, I wrote a book called um, Police Brutality and White Supremacy, The Fight Against American Traditions. That's the name of the book. And one of the points I examined was how quickly... Police go from a command to firing their weapon in a shoot-to-kill fashion, and it's like they don't even consider a warning shot, a warning shot in the air, straight up, or or a shot in the leg, or there's many other ways. You know, I didn't go to police academy, but if
1: you look at the video, he could have he could have kicked me in my back. There's so much. Could have gave me one of those "Ah, jumping air. How you get? right in my back i would have flew forward knife would have flew out of my hand and everything there's there's at least 10 different things you could have did at that second other than putting a gun to my back running up you ran you ran after me i didn't even run i was walking you going away and then right. i was staggering because i had just got beaten up and tased really three times because i got tased by two different officers and they tased me again in the back in the back of my uh, truck when I got moved around because the officer had me in a headlock, which they didn't see in in the video. And that's when we made it around the car because we went around the car twice. The second Mm. time around is when I went to go put the knife in the car. You know, he was a little shorter than me, so I'm kind of dragging him along while I'm trying to get in my car the first time. Okay. And I wasn't going to go on a high-speed chase with my children
2: with your children and that and that's the part the children so so he so
1: like like, look look i had a chance to leave right if i wanted to go on high speed chase i would have went on it by myself
2: before putting all your kids in the car
1: putting them in the car
2: and so he shot he shot you repeatedly with the kids in the car he's sitting there looking at the kids and shoots into a car filled with kids like i I don't think that point was stressed enough. Going back to, and this is not anything against—I'm not, you know, trying to, you know, disparage Good Morning America or Michael Strahan, but I think there's certain points that should have been highlighted a little bit more than they were. Yeah. Um, but he did this, shooting this into a car full of children. Yeah. I mean, and and I'm—I I'm, don't even know how to wrap my mind around that. You know, it's it's interesting because. And I think I made this analogy in my book. Um, even when wild animals, okay, when they're loose on the street, like you see the, the, the in the news, you see like a bear is loose or a, or a, something like that, an elephant or something like that. And is they loose, don't even shoot. Through, they won't going shoot through, going it. They through do
1: the everything they, they can possibly do.
2: But, li- but the, they, 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 they have tranquilizer guns. They do all these different things with nets all these different things with like all these different tactics they go through and they don't ever just start firing, shooting like that. And they are literally an attack. The, the, the animals are literally in attack mode because they're out in the street and they're stomping on stuff. And, and, and is isn't amazing that the ask is that they treat black people the way that they treat animals worse than they treat animals. No no but that they, they don't did. shoot to kill And I never them. even
1: thought about that part. That's that it just it chills down my spine. That is it's just ridiculous.
2: It's crazy. It's crazy. And so it is It's interesting so even even if, you know, and this is a and I'm going back to, you know, the officer, even if which is a terrible like they they should use a tranquilizer gun, they should be able to do a warning shot, a shot like you said kick you something like that to subdue you before and, and so you shoot somebody one time in the back and into, into a whole room, uh, you know, car full of children. Because you want them to stop. You feel your fear for your life, which is a completely messed up rationale, but that's what it is. So what is the purpose for the second shot and the third shot and the fourth shot and the fifth Man, shot? You I tell get you one all thing. the way to seven.
1: He shot me right here and up here. That was the first two shots. I got shot this this is where I got shot before when I told you at Ihop. But it's almost identical. But these were b- pretty much flesh wounds when he shot me that time. I was already yelling stop.
0: Wow.
1: I was I remember. I remember. I was screaming stop.
0: Screaming. Wow.
1: Screaming. I ain't no punk. Everybody a lot of people know me. Not, I ain't no pump. But stop, please. He didn't stop. He stopped after seven seven shots. I'm I'm happy he did. Wow. Luckily, I, I kind of went like this and the bullet hit my arm instead of my face. Wow. You know, and I was in the car already you know, sitting down. He shot me like my bullet holes are kind of on my, the side. And as he, he's shooting, I'm just getting rocked. I've been shot before, but not like this. Right. And I'm just getting rocked. And I'm screaming for him to stop. I was not drunk. I wasn't high. Right. You know, I've had people hit me up like, Jake, man, you're drunk. No, nah, nope. I was completely sober. You cannot carry a firearm intoxicated. And I am, that's that's a very big thing with me. Because if you, you intoxicated carrying a, a gun, your first instinct is to pull that gun out and shoot. Right, right. So I've had to take my gun out the holster before. I never right. pointed at nobody. But I took it out the holster. One time, This was a really big guy. The guy was at least 400 pounds walking up on me. And, when I, and it's funny because when I pulled my gun out, he was like, oh, I thought it was taser first. I'm like, I don't have a taser.
0: Not, but, but that, day but
1: I, that, not that day I didn't. And I told him, like, you're a big dude. I have my gun in my hand because I'm not going to let you beat me up out here.
2: And, I mean, I just uh, – and you being an armed security person and working as an armed security person, I just I, think I, that – I think that Good Morning America should have mentioned that somewhere in yes, their piece. Yes. That's I thought, all right.
1: Like like it sounds it sounds lame, but dude, I called the police for a living.
2: Yeah. They should have mentioned that. But yeah. so, so 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 let me how have you discussed this with your children that were sitting there watching everything? It's a um
1: it's a delicate situation because you know, you just gotta watch what you say with your kids. You don't wanna mm-hmm. terrify them. Of um, course. They already don't like the police. Mm. My eight-year-old wanted to be a cop. He's been saying it for the longest. His his choices was a police officer or an astronaut. Mm. I'm like, dude, you you're kind of smart. You, you got one job, you jumping for the for the stars, and then the other job, you kind of humbling yourself. I like that in you, but he don't. He don't even want to be a police officer anymore.
0: No mm.
1: They don't like the police. Every time we see him, they're telling me, "Daddy, look, I I'm not afraid of the police. I wasn't then." I had a respect for the police, but I don't now. And I've already been beat up by the police plenty of time. My first time I got beat up by the police, I was 14 years old. Mm. They could have killed me that day. The doctors are saying, it's amazing, he didn't die. They was laughing at that. Back then, the police was laughing. They was laughing then when I was laying on the, uh, on the pavement.
2: There was laughing? an officer
1: that was trying to save my life. But there were officers that were standing around laughing and cracking jokes. Wow. And
2: you heard all of this. You yeah, I heard hear.
1: all of it. Wow. There was an officer that was uh, rubbing in the middle of my chest real hard. And that's kind of, that, that's what kept, kept me woke. Because I would have I, I passed out, but he kept okay. doing that. And as he's doing that, I could hear some officers. There was a female officer and a male officer talking. And they were, you know. And I know after after I got shot, my baby mom's, because even though she called the police, said what she said, she did not want that to happen. She did, That's the last thing that she expected. She gotcha. said she just wanted her car keys back. And at the end of the day, she didn't really want it back. She just wanted to take them so that I couldn't go. You can have way. it, right. Because I had the, the rental for like a week, I'm telling you. I have a picture. Uh, the week before the Sunday before I, I just so happened to go see all of my family that Sunday that passed and I'm hugging everybody. I think that's why my family was just rocked by this happening. Cause I just, my grandma had just, one of my grandmas died. So I went out there to see everybody, you know, because I had missed the family gathering at the house cause I had to work. So I was yeah. like, I'm gonna pop up. I'm gonna make it to the funeral and
2: everything, but I never made it. Mm. Wow. So let's 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 go to another thing that I saw with these YouTubes was a lot of demonization of you. Um, a lot of people trying to justify um, what the police did, say what you did wrong, what you you know, and and you're seeing it over and over again as you're clicking different YouTube. And it's not just Fox News. It's not just yeah. Newsmax. You know what I mean? I watched watched
1: a lot of them myself.
2: What what did that?
1: Time and time again, I shouldn't do that, but
2: I did it. What? 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 This is like a a replayed reel that the police officers shoot someone, you know, or kill someone, and then the person who they shot is the person who's put on trial. They don't talk about the police officers' past and his, you know, things that he did back in the day or you know, know, priors that he had. Huh? our own
1: president was on uh, was being had rape allegations out and he right. got elected so a, right if our president was like that how do you think these police officers are around oh, drew drew peterson yeah how many times did he get beat the case after killing a wife of his you know yeah. what i'm saying it's police officers all in history that have been caught doing weird stuff to their wives right and then they're they're not they don't, they don't never look that as wrong They're You know what I'm saying? This is, this is something that bothers me and, and in the, in the neighborhoods, you know, I'm from North side of Chicago. Okay. Um, so, and I've heard plenty of times over the last 10 years, because within the last 10 years, a lot of children have been killed innocent. You know, of course they have nothing to do with the reason why they got shot. Um, so the police officers and everybody be like, oh, we it, it's up to the neighborhood and people to tell on the police, tell on uh people who shot, you know, and mm-hmm. they tried to throw shade at us for not telling on these people. Right. But how can you expect us to do that if they're not doing the same thing when there's officers that's doing with these wicked things and they're not being pointed out? So if you're not doing the same thing, don't expect for us to do it. Plus it would make the police look 10 times better Mm -hmm. if they got all the bad apples out.
0: Yep. I agree.
1: I I honestly feel like if they would have held that officer accountable for something, that riot wouldn't have happened. Right. I agree. Those two individuals that got killed would still be here. Mm -hmm. I didn't even die. Why did they have to die? I agree. And the guy that killed him, let like, y'all let him go.
2: You talking about and Rittenhouse? Celebrated
1: that most, the most people, a lot of people in the United States celebrated this man beating a murder.
2: You talking about Kyle Rittenhouse? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I said, I had people jumping on my comments talking about, yeah, saying this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, I made a, a post and I'm just like, y'all, take into consideration of the people, families that y'all killed because mm-hmm. what you guys are saying to me is not bothering me. Right. But it may bother the families. Right. Y'all celebrating this man killing these people only because they were protesting for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So since they're protesting for me, these people are bad too. When at the end of the day, they're not really protesting for me. They Mm -hmm. are protesting just because they seen an individual get shot by the police. He has no charges, no criminal charges. You serious? Yeah. And y'all handcuffed him to a bed and he's paralyzed? Yeah. They should expect, they should have expected a riot. They should have been ready that day. Especially saying the things that they said, they dragged me through the mud. I've been called rapist, I've been called everything. Right? One, I'm happy my mom. I get my mom is awesome. She raised us good. She. The one thing I had because I've been made fun of my whole life I'm from Chicago, uh-huh. you get flamed up. I, my mom is something that stuck with me. You know who you are, mm. you know exactly who you are. You're a Jacob Blake. So, anything somebody try to say to you Carl you you know you're not that why get mad
2: wow I mean that's that's an amazing type of mentality to be able to have um and you know when when let's let's talk about so let's talk about the NBA reaction um from from the entire incident and you you were I don't think you were conscious for for a lot of it initially but the NBA really came to a, a standstill. Um, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks first, you know, the players to say that they were not going to play. Um, they they said that they were going to go on strike. The entire NBA kind of joined them. Um, you had other leagues that were also joining them because they saw the video. They looked at the case and they said, wait a minute, somebody has to be held accountable for this. You can't right. just shoot somebody seven times in the back in front of their kids in broad daylight and, and nothing happened to them. Um, what did it feel like, to, to, to when you came to and wake woke up and you saw what had taken place, you know, the amount of players from LeBron to Chris Paul to, you know, Giannis, everybody really pouring in and talking about the injustice that happened. What, what did it mean to you to wake up and see all of that? It still
1: hasn't really sunk in. Mm. Mainly because I haven't talked about it and I haven't talked to any of the players, I think. So it really hasn't sunk in. I've watched plenty of videos and it's weird. It's weird having it's weird hearing my name come out their mouth, out of people's mm-hmm. mouths. It's almost like because if this is how I look at it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm almost seeing my death with my names on the shirts, people out here protesting, screaming my name. It's it's almost as if. I'm watching what would have happened if I died.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So it's just a weird feeling. I really can't explain it. I love it. And I haven't had a chance to express my feelings about it. Um, So I'll take the chance now. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you because they put their careers on the line, their reputations on the line, everything on the line to speak up. We've seen what happened to uh, Kaepernick. Right. That They did that man so wrong. hmm They did that man so wrong. And it's amazing that he wasn't at least offered his job back after this happened, after... Right. everything's shutting down. it's almost as if they fired him for nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean they did, but that they now they have no reason. what's your reason? You didn't fire everybody else right and it sucks it sucks because after I've read a lot of comments, I've watched some um some uh interviews and stuff, but after reading the story that you made actually going to find the actual uh, reporting of it, of these people calling the players disgusted. So you're talking about my articles. I didn't even know that you read
2: read my article about it before you you told me. So I, I wrote an article for basketball news after the incident, and I quoted a lot of NBA players who were making statements on your behalf. But then I quoted a lot of the opposition who were making the statements. So that's what you're you're referencing. Yes. And I quoted um, I quoted Trump. Um, let me I, I have him here. So I quoted Trump, and he said, and this is all quotes. He said, "NBA players um, were very nasty and very dumb for taking a knee during the national anthem." Um, conservative um, political pundit uh, Charlie Kirk he tweeted. Um, these are quotes. He said, it's hilarious to see black NBA players who make millions a year take a knee to try and tell us black people can't succeed in America. Kick them out of the league, done watching the NBA. So this was all in reaction to the players taking a knee while they're in the bubble. Now, this one was a trip, too, though. Um, uh, Mike Ditka. So most people who are yeah, all. Somebody uh,
1: somebody right. I used to look up to. You
2: used on. to look up to, right. Everybody yeah, knew yeah, Mike Ditka. So they're he like, said. What? He said, and he told this to TMZ Sports, he said, if you can't respect our national anthem, get the hell out of the country. That's the way I feel. Of course, I'm old-fashioned, so I'm only going to say what I feel. And my question to them was how, and I said this in the article, I was like, how is it possible that so many people still don't understand that this has nothing to do with the flag or the veterans? Like, are they just, like, simply dedicated to misrepresenting you know, and redirecting the issue, but people are speaking out. Players, LeBron, um, Giannis, the Bucks, everybody, the Clippers, the Lakers, we're all taking a knee and 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 speaking about their outrage after seeing what happened to you in particular. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't about the flag, it wasn't about the anthem, it, and that's that's it's so crazy. They missed it. They, they don't
1: understand. They don't understand, and that that's something that is sad. If they don't understand, and that's, it's not about me. It's not about who I was or even who I am.
2: Right. Because they don't know you personally. They don't
1: know me personally. Right. And even with the stuff that they said, it's not true. Right. I was never even, I've never been arrested in Kenosha. Right. I've never been, I've been arrested in Racine, but those, that case was thrown out and they tried to bring that up. Wow.
2: Wow. You know, it's, it's. You know, I, I, I want to go back to the, you know, on, on so I, I've done a lot of debates with, um, there, there, there's a there's a, a writer, and he's a brilliant writer, um, his name is Bill Roden. He wrote $40 Million Slave. Um, it's a great book. I would always say I recommend it for every athlete to read what not to become. But my issue is sometimes, you know, he kind of lumps all of the current athletes into one bucket um and he always makes the point i've 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 debated him at georgetown university i recently like may you know i debated him debated him against um at howard university with michael eric dyson and one of the things that he says all the time is um he questions if athletes speaking out or wearing a t-shirt with someone's name or repeating something or something like that if that's considered activism like, you know, he's like a girl, the athletes of the 60s, they've done this, 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 this. These current athletes, that's kind of like his thing. And I always ask the impacted family members or somebody who the athletes have spoken out for what it means to them. And I, I, I interviewed, uh, I do a lot of work with Emerald Garner, who is Eric Garner's daughter. And she said something to me um, that always kind of stuck with me. She said that, you know, imagine every time you turn on the TV, um, you see people justifying why your father deserved to die. And then, on the other hand, you hear someone, anyone, say, you know what, he didn't deserve to die. And we're going to stand up and say that he didn't. And she was talking about athletes. So he's talking about the 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 you know the difference of watching the news. And you have all the people talking about. Well, Eric Garner shouldn't have done this. And he shouldn't have done this. And, he should, and you have athletes saying, "No, that was not right to treat a human being that way." And we're going to wear a shirt with his name on it. We're going to say his name. We're going to do. And I, it, it's always amazing to me when I hear people discount the value of that. Do you know what I mean? So when you said earlier and you looked at the camera, and you said, "Thank you." To the athletes who spoke out on your behalf, people don't understand how it feels. It's to heavy. Have, yeah, like explain that they, they don't understand. It weighs a ton.
1: It is one one thing having your friends or family speak up, but when the NBA and MWA all all of the WA stop, all the sports mm-hmm. stop in your name. Hmm. Wow wow and for something like that to happen and people not really dig more before they start dragging my name through the mud because I'm not perfect nobody is right. I never said I was I never. you haven't seen me out here looking for a pity party or trying to explain who I am it, it, it wasn't really that important to me because I know who I am, my kids know who I am my friends and family, people who know me, know me Right. Yeah, it matters a little bit what the public think only because I don't want nobody trying to do nothing to me and my family, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I don't care what they think. Because what they think isn't going to make me walk, it's not going to make me sit down, it's not going to make me money, it's not going to keep me alive. It doesn't it does absolutely nothing for me mm-hmm. to clear my name. It does nothing for, for me to hear them talk. I don't care. Honestly, I was a YouTuber before this. So I was used to how they drag people through the mud. I know it happens when, especially when something like this happened. You see how they did Floyd? Mm Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this man is dead. Right. His video had more time, more substantial evidence that they should not have done that.
0: Right. Right.
1: And they still dragged him through the mud. Mm -hmm. Look how the witnesses were reacting. How do you think his family feel?
0: Right. Right.
1: He got a strong family too.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: A lot of us have strong families. I would have to say for there not to be a time in history where there was a family, a family member, or a friend of the family who went on vigilante mode and started doing, killing cops, burning stuff down. It hasn't happened. So that right. lets me know that these families are strong enough to not go to ev- evil route, but, you know, remain humble. Right. That's what I decided to do. Right. I can't get mad. Like I'm, I'm not playing. I, I, my blood pressure grow up. I cannot get angry. Mm. And even like, what is it going to do for me? Right. What is it going to do for me to be mad? I'm not mad at anybody because at the end of the day, I've given my life to Christ and I Mm -hmm. feel better than I've ever felt.
2: One one of the things I I keep doing and, you know, I'm, I'm an old retired uh, basketball player now, but uh, one of the things that I keep doing is urging um, NBA players to continue using their voice, um, continue to speak out for family members. Uh, speak out for different cases. You know, I, my, my previous book I wrote called We Matter, Athletes and Activism. I interviewed a lot of different athletes who are using their voice. And it's interesting. So I'm, you know, the athletes get a lot of hate, you know, both ways. You know, LeBron gets all the hate on earth. Um, but I was looking at what he said after your incident and how it brought all the people who are fans of him um, to pay more attention to what happened to you. And that's like power. Like, he has Look more power. No, yeah, so so after, after, after it happened, it was right after, like, a um, playoff game. What was it? It, it was um, game four win over the Trailblazers. This is what LeBron said. He said during an interview, they were interviewing him about the game, but he switched it up and started talking about this. He said, so you're telling me that there was no way to subdue that gentleman or detain him before the firing of guns. You're lying to every African-American, every black person in the community. Um, He said, if you watch the video, there were multiple moments where if they wanted to, they could have tackled him. They could have grabbed him. They could have done that. So why did it have to get to a point where we see the guns firing? His family is there. Uh, You know, the kids are there. It's in broad daylight. And if that video is not being taken by that person across the street, do we know if we ever would even see the video? Nope. And he said, "We are scared as black people in America—black men, black women, black kids. We are terrified." So for him, and so when he said that, you saw all of white America. They was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like Shut we up never and dribble. Yeah, it was like uh, like, but no, but they were like, they were like, they never would imagine that LeBron because they put athletes in a different bubble they put us over here like we're not regular black people so we don't have the issues and LeBron saying he was like no 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 we are terrified right now every time something like this happens we're terrified and it brings it to light to everyone so yeah when he says that when Giannis talks about how he was emotional and you know broke down crying in front of his teammates when he saw all the stuff that happened Giannis said that when he reached out to your family while you was while you was in a hospital right after they um, they 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 went on their boycott or their strike, he said, and he wanted to just say you know we 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 want we want to you know whatever he said like we we offer our prayers to you you have our support we're sorry this whatever it is that they said that Giannis broke down in front of his teammates because how much it affected him. So hearing for white America to hear athletes talk about this, it 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 humanizes. You know what I mean? Something that was that, that was only spoke about as spoken about as terms of a case of you know like uh, this this something to debate, and and that's why I really want to always push for athletes to continue to use their voice because it it's yes huge. yes it's going
1: to be heard. You have a platform, you have followers, you have fans, so people are going to hear you. Mm-hmm. They're going to listen. They care what you guys think. Some of them, I guess the fans that throw shade are people who weren't really fans to begin with. Right. Those probably people that just jump on the team because they win it. Right. But um, it's a very important thing, and I think they should continue doing it, especially seeing that they can now. They can Mm -hmm. do it now. You won't lose your career. You won't. You know, you might lose some fans, but like I said, you lose fans, you lose friends. Behind something like this, they shouldn't have been your friend in the first place. Because to to at the end of the day, these people are speaking up because I am a human being, not because I am Jacob Blake, not because not really because I'm black. Because if Mm -hmm. it would have been a white boy that that happened to, it would have been a totally different reaction. Or they would have threw his, threw him through the mud, just like they did the the white guys that got killed at the uh, the riot, uh, the mm-hmm. protest. I ain't gonna call mm-hmm. them riots. Riot, people have, right. People have called me about that. I don't condone the violence, but you have to understand when people are not being heard. This is what they do. They're enraged because gonna mm-hmm. happen to any one of them or their family. Right. or their friends who's next this summer is that's all i can think about who's next right and yes people die all the time but if it's in the hands of the police the people who we call mm-hmm. it's not just black America. white america is is afraid too
2: definitely it's white a, america
1: is afraid too i've had conversations with friends of mine i got some friends here now i got friend nobody likes the police now and it's been like that for a while. It wasn't just because of what happened to me. People get afraid
2: when the police come around, and and, and for and for a good reason. I mean, if you have when you talk about you know qualified immunity and people understand what that means, that means that you know there, there are going to be no repercussions for you for anything that you do. So if you're a police officer, you know you're not going to be punished for it. You don't you don't hesitate. Like why? Why even think about? If why you even think, think about? It? It? Yeah, yeah. You know you're not going to be punished for it. Exactly. Why? Why hesitate?
1: You know what I'm saying? And there are laws put in place to protect police officers.
2: Mm -hmm. It's qualified immunity. Honestly, all they
1: have to say is that they were afraid. That's it. And like I said, that should not be something that's used as an excuse, because why are you even signed up? I don't think that if you interview somebody who's out in Iraq, if you interview them, they're not going to tell you that they're afraid. That's why they shoot. Right, that's a good point. That should yeah. not be acceptable. That's a good. point. Why are you a police officer if you are afraid? Because you could give anybody a gun. You can give anybody a gun.
2: Yeah, and and if you if you're a afraid, gun, a
1: badge, a, a car with lights on it, and you give them that power. Yeah, and they know that they can do this. It's killing season. Yeah, I mean it's been happening. We're fighting the same problems that we was fighting sixty years ago. It's mm-hmm. just that we're fighting it differently.
2: Right. Well, I, th- I think that one of the things that, that people are frustrating with is that you see a lot of the same rules and the laws um, still put, on, put in place from American slavery um, as dealing specifically with, with us, um, still carried on and still being, being utilized. Um, one of them being um, the way that the, the police are even formulated uh, from back from, from, from when they first started as slave patrol. Um, So I think it's a little bit it's a little bit tough, um, but I think people need to understand how history is implemented in the present. And that's where you see a lot of different um, debates about critical race theory, where people don't want to be able to learn the stuff that happened in the before. Because they're going to be studying Jacob Blake case years from now. It's going to be used as a precedent. So you got to be able to look at it and say, listen, this is why we need this law change because in this case, this officer was not even held accountable. He was not charged, but there was no way that he needed to be able to shoot this man seven times in the back when there was no imminent threat and we need to use that part of history to be able to change a new law. So that's exactly. what's kind of missing a lot of times what happened when people review history. They don't look at it as saying, okay, this happened here. We can't do the same thing that happened back here and have the same thing in place right here. And that's one of the parts that that is so frustrating sometimes, but I want to ask you this. I want to ask you, and I, and I know I want, you're so generous with your time. I don't want to keep you too long. Um, you know, I could, there's so much. I we can't, hey, with.
1: this don't have to be the last one either.
2: Okay, cool. We could do, we could do a whole nother one, but I want to ask you about your, your you know, your brother, um, Paulie, and the foundation and the work that you, I know you're a little bit more of the face of the foundation, but the work that y'all are doing as a family, because, impacted family members after they're thrust into this this mode of trying to figure out how what happened to their loved one doesn't continue happening to other people. They put together different initiatives, foundations. So I I definitely want to give um, some time to shed some light on what you all are doing. I um, sat on a panel with your brother um, a few days ago, and it was an amazing panel. There was other impacted family members there. There was uh, Kenneth Chamberlain Jr., If people remember what happened to his father, um, they actually made a whole movie about it, The Killing of Kenneth Chamberlain. And then also um, Alyssa Charles Finley, who was the brother of Botham John. And so we connected with Ben and Jerry, who was Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And we're trying to push, we're trying to push for them to end qualified immunity. And we're going state to state. So this first one is in New York. And we even got a retired police officer who I interviewed for my book right here in uh, from right here in Montgomery County in Maryland, um, Captain Sonia Pruitt. And so she's talking about it as well of how important it is to end qualified immunity because if you have it, then that basically gives the police a license to do whatever they want to do. Kill, shoot, maim, beat, shoot somebody seven times in the back and get away with it. But your brother spoke real passionately about wanting to change things. And he spoke about utilizing athletes' voice to be able to push for that change. But talk about everything that y'all are doing with Edify and um, how you want to really push for a changing and how, not only in how we police, but just the country as a whole. Yeah. um, It's in place to bring
1: athletes into the circle or whatever they want to help on. If it's, um, you know, helping with pollution, if it's helping with the policing, we just want to, provide a place for them if they want to be involved for them to come you know you got a place we'll put you where we need you and it's very important because other than the music industry sports players are next up to bat when it comes to people looking up to them
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um so getting them involved with this is very important. And I feel like a lot of players don't get involved because they don't know where to, how to get involved or where to go and start. So that's why this is in place. And it's a place for y'all to come and help. And uh, he's running things, um, he's doing an awesome job. He's my big brother. Yeah, we the same age, but he's older.
0: Wow. Um,
1: and it hurt, it hurt. It hurt for this to happen. And, Instead of him being angry and doing something reckless, he t- chose to do this. And it could be because of how I handled it and how I took it. You know, I chose not to go left. I went right. You know, it's a place for um, uh, uh, players. And, and not just players. If, if some, a regular person wants mm-hmm. to come have, get involved and they go through Edify, we're not, not going to tell you no. Mm-hmm. We're gonna place you where you need to be placed, and it, it, it's very important for something like this to be available.
2: Definitely, I, I, I
1: encourage. I do. Sorry for cutting you I encourage players to do it. Get involved. You have absolutely no reason to be afraid now.
2: Mm-hmm. Do definitely, it. definitely. Um, I know. I said last question. One last question I want to ask you because I do want to ask you about this one. Um, you talked to me about, we were talking about GoFundMes mm-hmm. and how, you know, you know sometimes people, one of the things that I always saw, you know, and I know sometimes when you deal with money with organizations, it gets sticky and you have situations and stuff like that and people are hesitant. But I used to have an issue with always seeing after a police officer killed someone um, that there would be GoFundMes for them, that police officer. After they were only put on paid administrative leave, so which is a paid vacation. So they're not losing no money, but yeah. they get a GoFundMe and get all this money raised. I, mean, I see that all never time and time that. again. That's
1: remarkable. That's it's, it's,
2: it's amazing in a disgusting way. Um, but, but the GoFundMe that, and I even put the GoFundMe in the article that you referenced earlier that I wrote two years ago, your GoFundMe. And I wanted to you to tell the people um, how your GoFundMe went, how it helped you, And, um, you know, how much it is needed when these things do happen. And it's important for the families to actually get the money. That's, you know, 100%. But but talk about how how much that that GoFundMe um, that you had actually helped you. Okay. Um, I will.
1: One thing I will say that there's been a lot of money donated that has not reached me. And I don't want to say it like I'm money hungry, but people need to know Um, the best Mm -hmm. way if you want to donate is to do it through the GoFundMe. me don't give your money to nobody thinking they're gonna bring it to me because they haven't and they're not um mm-hmm. the GoFundMe has most definitely helped me and my family um and it's not like it's helping us pay our bills because we don't want to work everybody in my family has worked we are actually it, it's, it's it's something that needs to change but we are one of those families that don't like to really be like, oh, so-and-so helped me because they like to throw you under the bus. Mm, mm. But one thing that has changed since that is how we feel about that because we have come to the point where we realize we do need people's help and we will accept it. Um, It has helped me buy medical supplies, everything from medical supplies to paying people to help me help you. Yeah, I, it it is helped for for everybody. I've had to pay people to help and I mean people have bills. Like you're going to stay you're going to leave your job to come help me. Yes, I'm going to pay you. And um it has bought everything my my kids when I when I left, I didn't have anything. I didn't have all my property was locked inside of our house. They changed the locks on us. So none of us had anything, me and my kids, five kids. And their mom, we didn't have anything for they didn't give her access to that to that property almost a year later. So it has helped us as kept a roof over their head. I've and for people that are asking about what about his baby mama, what about his baby mama? I've been taking care of her and my children with Mm -hmm. this money. I'm not somebody that's going out and I can't ride can't go kick it if I wanted to. I'm not out here buying stuff that I don't need. I don't have a car sitting outside on 32s, you know what I'm saying? I'm not blowing you guys' money. It is a very important asset that we need. We needed it, we needed it. I don't know where I would be if I didn't
2: have it. Talk about the medical expenses that you, that you're me about. Oh man, it's It's ridiculous.
1: I, I, you know, I've never really had any medical issues. So it was like, whoa, I did not know that it costs this much to be taken care of. And it's, it's actually ridiculous. But the GoFundMe has helped with all of that. Um, I've had to buy machines to help me. Um, Like I had to get a replacement van. Um, I was donated a van and something happened to the ramp. The GoFundMe helped me buy a new van. Um, Like it has helped. It has helped. It is, and it's there. And I, I want people to be encouraged when this happens. If you got a little bit to donate, donate it. Because people need it. People mm-hmm. need it. And, it, and it, it blew my mind when I, I actually I took the time when I started feeling better to actually go look at the GoFundMe myself. And it's just a beautiful thing to see 70,000 people, over 70,000 people, In their heart, God, I tell you, God does things crazy. He could have put a million dollars on my bank account. He could have put a million dollars at my doorstep, but instead he chose to send people to go donate for me. And I appreciate each and every one of you. I don't care if you donated $5, $1. It has helped, Mm. it has helped. My my first uh, hospital bill was over a million dollars. Oh, wow, really? Oh the helicopter ride wasn't cheap.
2: Oh wow. Yeah. See, a lot of people don't know these that that you get a bill for every single thing that has happened after that. Yeah, I was. Well, so well, you said your first your first hospital bill was a million dollars. It was over a million. Wow. It was wow. Over a million, I believe.
1: Wow. Oh, it cost a lot. They they put me back together. My spine was broken in two different places. I got shot. You like so they had my spine was in one, two, three pieces. Three pieces. Wow. Goodness gracious. Five of the bullets that hit me hit me in places that it should have killed me. Wow. Look at I go. got hit in my one shot through my intestines, ripped through my one shot through my stomach, my spine. Two hit my spine. I got two bullets in me, and then I got fragments by my spine that they couldn't t- take out um wow fortunately i didn't have to have a uh i think it's called a me bag or something like that right um i'm able to use the bathroom right you know and these are things that have over time as my body developed and i'm getting back you know the, I'm getting the ability to do these things that they said I would never be able to do again. Wow. wow! And I didn't accept that, man. I didn't accept it. I, I pray God is real. So Definitely. I pray any and everybody to go that route. And sometimes people just need to learn their own way. You know, mm-hmm. they got to go through it themselves. But there's a lot of people out here that are trying to figure out how I get through my day to day. Mm -hmm. I pray to God, pray to Jesus Christ. I have, I have humbled myself to the point where I understand. I mean, it's, it's common sense. We, when we first begin, we are in our father's, um, you know, the sack and we are sperm cells. A sperm cell is a microscopic worm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we start off as worms, and we grow up thinking that we're just hot-ish. you know, you got people working out, you got these girls getting their body done, and mm-hmm. people just have forgotten that's what we come from. Humble yourself, humble yourself. Wow, and it takes it took him I had to humble myself. my pride, my dignity <laughs> that don't exist no more. And I'm fine, I'm fine with that. I had well, another thing that I had to accept that I am no longer in
2: control of anything that happens to me. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing that God kept you the way that he kept you. I mean, you're talking about the, the, the so by all intents purposes, you're not supposed to even be here right now to be shot seven times where the bullets went through, how Five they- Five
1: of the bullets, Ethan should have killed me and people are out here dying with one bullet
2: with one bullet and god one kept bullet. you so I mean yeah. yeah we we're definitely gonna have to do a part two of it because there's so yeah, much more yeah. we got to talk about but um i i just want to say keep keep you you know in, encouraged um you know the work that you're trying to do now especially with edify to try to help other people um you know and and and, and the you you have your mother that has been such a blessing to you you know throughout this entire process to, to the help the time you since the beginning of time. time. So she, and that is that is an absolute blessing. So I, I just want to keep you... She,
1: she has been a single mother. She raised me and my two two sisters by herself. And right. here she is again at the age of 30, taking care of me again. 30 years later, you know, I got mm-hmm. my lady helping, you know what I'm saying, a couple family members. But all in all, it's my, it's my girl, my mom, and one of my sisters.
2: It's a blessing to have that network of yeah. help. You know yeah. what I mean? Definitely. So, hey, I'm not going to keep you. It's, it's, it's been over an hour and a half, but I know you said you was in pain even in the beginning. But we're going to do hey, a part I'm feeling two of it now.
1: But look, I, I did. <laughs> I had company this whole time. Um, I got some of my, my guys came down from Wisconsin to come uh, okay. with me. Um, shout out to them. Okay. Oh, yeah, and, and something else I wanted to do before we get off, uh, just in case. All right. Um, they, they do watch, because it's, it is a very important thing that. People need to accept and understand health care,
0: mm.
1: health care. Mm. Thank you.
0: Mm.
1: Everybody down to the people who just push people around to the people mm-hmm. doing the surgery.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. I wish they got paid more because they deserve it, especially wow. through the pandemic. They deserve it. Wow. These people should be taken care of. Thank you. Wow. You guys saved my life. And I promise that I'm i I'm
2: gonna do good with it. I'm not gonna treat it bad. I promise wow. you. Wow. So, so you're so blessed. It's just it's just amazing. So I I you know I can't say no. Yeah, we're gonna do a part two to this because we yeah, have a lot we, more that we yeah. gotta discuss. But I'm gonna just say, hey, I'll I'll let you get to it. Thanks for taking the time. Um, and you you know what? You know, just just continue to be a blessing to other people. You said it earlier. You said that people. You know, um, reach out to you and they say that they find strength in you. And uh, uh, that's probably weird to kind of hear, you know what I mean? But it your is. story, it's so inspirational that you are even, you know what I mean, alive right it now. It's a miracle. I'm a,
1: miracle.
2: Uh, a complete miracle. And I'm no, not no, saying no that
1: to be big headed, but I
2: need. No, to no, no, you're a miracle. That yeah. this
1: was not Jacob Blake's strength. Right. This, was, this is the strength of God. And right, if you're feeding off of my strength, you're feeding off of God, and you don't wow. know. That. So, wow. I, I encourage y'all to do that and Definitely. reach out to me. I'm not, I don't take that on people tell me I'm a celebrity. No, I'm not. Right, God kept me here not just for my children, not just for me, but He kept me here for everybody. If you need some advice, you need me to help you be uplifted, I'm here and I got you. I don't, what, what's, the, you. what's the
2: best way for if somebody to reach out to like, you? Like, What's the best way? Do you have a website or somebody the best way Instagram, to you?
1: Instagram or my Facebook. I got Facebook. My name is Can You Dig It. Um my Instagram is Jake Lalo Blake. All one. You know what I'm saying? That's probably the best ways to get to me. I'll get my phone number out, but
2: yeah, let, let it go crazy. to
1: social media.
0: I'm yeah, let just do
1: that. But right. um, I did think about getting a cell phone that was just for that. So if okay. I do which I, I think it would be a good thing for me to do I'm gonna post that number and that would be a uh, way for people to
2: get in contact with me as well sounds good sounds good all right well you be blessed and we'll 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 have part two here soon but hey stay stay being a blessing to yourself to your, up to people Thank around you, you ethan because what you're doing it matters so i appreciate you continue
1: it. to do it and you stay blessed bro I Thank appreciate you for this it. opportunity appreciate and we're gonna do it again Definitely,
2: definitely, definitely. All right, bless, bless. Thank you for listening to The Rematch. You can find more episodes on basketballnews.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find my articles on basketballnews.com along with exclusive content from Kenyon Martin, James Posey, and more. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at AtonThomas36. Let me know what you thought of this episode and who you'd like to see as a guest. I would love your feedback.